Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we're the Book Hoes, back for 2021 with our first episode of the new year. And appropriately, we are going to be sharing our reading goals for the new year in today's episode. But first, we're going to talk about what we've been reading slash watching uh, this past, <laughs> the past, I guess, two weeks it's been since we recorded. So who wants to go first? I don't know. I don't know. Sarah, should you go first? I think Sarah should go first. <laughs> okay. I'll go first because I think that I have the least to talk about. So I'll just get my little thing out of the way and I'll let these two go off in a second. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't read that much um, over a two-week break, but that's okay because I was doing a lot of other things. So I still think I'm on my like strong reading streak um, that I was on, that I've been on the last couple of weeks. So that's good. Um, I just didn't have a lot of time because I was like spending time with my immediate family. I didn't go anywhere for Christmas, obviously, but you know, just things like that, baking cookies and whatnot. But I did finish The Wife Upstairs by Rachel Hawkins, which is the um, Jane Austen based Jane Eyre. Uh, thriller. Jane, Jane Eyre. <laughs> Don't disrespect Jane Eyre Grace that thriller. way. Don't disrespect oh, me like that. <laughs> See, I associate both with Grace. So <laughs> it's like any class. I'm like, Grace is probably right. I, I was supposed to read Jane Eyre. I read most of it freshman year, and then I spark noted the rest, and I was like, huh, that was pretty good. Too bad <laughs> I didn't fair. read it. Yeah. I, like, I thought about, I was like, maybe I should read Jane Eyre before I read this, and I was like, that's, like, 500 pages. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, but maybe read, I'll read like, it someday. Sorry, so, read, like, the end, because the first part is, like, miserable and boring. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish it, and then I spark noted the good part, and I was like, yeah. why couldn't this have been the whole book? Oh, interesting. Yeah, Maybe the first yeah. half is pretty bad, and then it gets better towards the end, from what okay, I remember. Okay, good to know, because thought, I thought about doing the audiobook, but maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just, like, spark note the first half and then just, like, jump in. I think you should. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll consider, because I really loved The Wife Upstairs. I, I, because I haven't read Jane Eyre, I'm sure all of the references went right over my head. I know the basic plot. She's, like, the wife is, like, locked in the attic or whatever. I don't, I don't fucking know. But this book was so good and I wasn't expecting it at all not that I don't know why I wasn't because I've read and loved Rachel Hawkins books before but her books are usually written for like a younger age group and they're good for like a younger age group but I've kind of like outgrown that type of book so I was expecting like oh maybe it'll be like similar but it wasn't at all it was really good I love the way it was plotted I love the way all of the characters were written so well and normally in thrillers I don't really care about the characters but I was like actually invested in you know the couple of characters that were in the story especially the main character I love the way she was written um Jane I love the way Jane was written and uh it was just really cool it had the vibes were just on point I can't really explain like it I guess you know, objectively, there wasn't anything, like, exceptional about it, like, whatever, if you want to get technical, a lot of people gave it three stars, but for me, it was a five-star nice. rating, the vibes were on point, the character, yeah, the characterization was good, the writing was good, um, so I continue to be a Rachel Hawkins stan, uh, throwback to Rebel Bell and Hex Hall, for those of you who <laughs> read her young adult books, um, and I really enjoyed it, I gave it five stars, like I said, so I was really happy with that one, I finished it, and I immediately gave it to my mom to read, so, because that's what I do when I read a good thriller, (laughs) so that's a good sign, so um, after I finished that, I had, I had one more book left to finish my Goodreads goal for 2020, to reach my 50 books, so I was like, I'm gonna read a poetry book, so I picked up Madison Coon's Please Don't Go Before I Get Better, which I've had for a long time now on my shelf, and I just haven't read, And I really enjoyed that, too. I feel like I'm not really a good judge of, like, poetry, especially modern poetry, but I just, her poems were very, like, down to earth, and I I read it all in one night, and it was really, I had a good time. It was really good. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have to say. So, moving on to Grace and Trudy, who both read way more than I did, who have a lot of things to say, I'm sure. So, Maybe I go first. I feel like I can okay. get it down. I, I can be concise. I can. Pretend, I cannot. I can pretend to be a normal person for 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. Grace, okay. tell us about what you read this week. So, last time we recorded, I was still in the middle of The Burning Maze by Rick Riordan. I was, like, almost done with it. I finished it. 
that shit was dark. Um, I was like, damn, this is traumatizing. Uh, but after I finished it, I immediately went on Goodreads because I was like, what did the people think? And they were fine with it. I was like, okay. I thought there would be some hot takes, but there weren't, which is fine. I mean, I liked it too. But on the Goodreads reviews, like every other one kept mentioning. So there's this character in these books named Raina, who is one of my favorite characters. I say this about all of the characters. And they they teased her in the book that comes after the burning maze and so all of these goodreads reviews were like i'm excited for Raina to come back and i hope she and apollo become a thing and i was like what are they talking about i was like have they met before and the only thing i could think of was like Raina has some sort of like prophecy thing where it's like you know no no one's gonna heal your heart or something stupid I don't even know but I was like oh yeah because she doesn't need a man but apparently like everyone else is like oh because she's gonna get with Apollo and I was like well these people are delusional whatever and so I started um The Tyrant's Tomb by Rick Riordan fourth book in the Trials of Apollo series and it started out with Apollo being like, yeah, Raina's hot and I was like wait a minute am I the idiot here like I when have they talked? And like, there was some flashback to something that I assume happened off screen because if it happened in the books, I was not paying attention. And I was like, where is this coming from? And I was like, this is really annoying. I don't want this to happen. I'm not a fan. Why are you doing this to me, Rick Riordan? But the good thing about Rick Riordan is he has never let me down a day in his life. <laughs> and they did not become a thing. And as I suspected, Raina does not need no man. And they did not get together. And I was very happy about that. Also, this book was a fun time because they, he did, Rick Ryan did the thing again where he's like, I'm going to kill a character off. They're not really dead, but you're going to think they are. I did think that they were. Um, I was like, let me turn on my audiobook and wrap some presents. It'll be fun. It was not fun. <laughs> I had to stop wrapping presents and lay down face down on the floor for like 10 minutes. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun in the end. I was fine. So yeah, I finished that good book again once again and then in after that I read a book that was not by Rick Riordan <laughs> called In a Holidays by Christina Lauren which is about a girl who is staying with her family and then like her family's friends they're like this big group and they're all essentially family even though some of them aren't technically related and every Christmas they stay at this cabin that one of the um, families in this group owns and they have a fun time and they have all these traditions and it's great. So this Christmas they go there and not only does she accidentally make out with, wait, I can say this. This is the, fr this is the first it's page. Like the fr yes, the first chapter. It's the first page of the book. She ma accidentally makes out, well, not accidentally, but you know, she drunkenly makes out with the guy she likes' brother. And so that's a disaster. And then the family who owns the cabin, they're like, we're getting rid of this cabin. And she's like, shit. So her life is going downhill and then all of a sudden she dies. And, but then they get in like a time loop. So, that, so it's like a time loop book, which was fun. Yes. I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I also really enjoyed the Christmas vibes. I pulled up Airbnb to look at <laughs> cabins because I was like, man, I want this life like three times while I was reading this book. So like I thought that the book was going to be like, a reflection of that weird time period in your 20s where you're not a kid but you're not really an adult either and like you have to let go of being a kid and that was what leaving the cabin was going to symbolize and that would have been good but that's not really kind of that's not really how it went down no nope. it didn't go down like that it would have been good if it had but it didn't and then also like the main romance was boring it was boring i feel like it would have been more interesting if she had ended up with the guy that she drunkenly made out with huh like so, i'm not saying i was rooting for them but it would have been more interesting i i think i said this at the time like it was fine but it was like not what i wanted because there were so many things that could have been better yeah i don't think i, I yeah i do agree with i mean i liked the hero i just didn't but i agree with you the romance was pretty boring it was boring yeah. i love time loop movies not Groundhog's Day I love like all of them except Groundhog's Day um but so when I heard about this book I was like oh maybe I'll read it but then like Shruti you said it was like okay and then Grace said she was gonna read it and I was like I'll wait and see what Grace thinks and if 
she likes it now and you know maybe i'll give it a chance but i've been reading the reason i thought that way is because i read so many mixed reviews about it yeah so that kind of that makes sense because i heard about it I was like oh a christmas time loop book that sounds so fun but yeah then, like, it does the mixed yeah the mixed yeah. reviews rolled in i heard your guys thoughts and i was like eh. it did like what i was looking for was christmas vibes mm-hmm. and it delivered on that very hard but well that's else, good maybe delivered. i'll yeah. Maybe I'll read it next year anyway, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. I feel it like there's probably the better Christmas books yes. to read, though. Like, okay. it wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I gave it, like, three stars, right. but it wasn't great. What I've noticed with Christina Lauren, for at least the last couple books I've read from her, is, like, they have a really strong premise, but then there's, like, they try to do, like, either subvert a trope or they try to, like, throw in a twist, and it's just, like, not quite there, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of time loops, this is reminding me. Not Christmas related, but Palm Strings on Hulu. I Great, love good time. that movie. Yes, that's one of good the ones. Time. I didn't I know that was a time loop movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It's oh, actually, I wish I hadn't told you that because I went in not knowing that either, and it was a great mm. experience. So don't don't look up anything else about that movie, but you should definitely yes. watch it. <laughs> I'll try yes. to forget this information, <laughs> but I can't. I can't because I learned it. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's a great movie. I'll, I'll watch it someday. Yes. Okay, so I finished that. And then now on to our conclusions. I also read, um, I don't know why, what's wrong with me. I read The Tower of Nero by Rick Riordan again, which is the last book in the Trials of Apollo series. And theoretically, it's supposed to be the last book in like the whole shebang. Like technically, so I'm technically not done. Like there's the, there's the Magnus Chase books, which I think are loosely related. Yes. And then he has like this Egyptian mythology trilogy trilogy which i don't think are related at all nope they're not i will read those mm-hmm. i will read those at some point but i feel like it would be weird to read magnus chase right after because this book like just came out like it came out in october and mm-hmm. it's the last one theoretically so <laughs> there's like i don't know or he could i'm not saying he should but if he they're like hints towards the end but anyway i was like that would be weird to go back like i don't even know when those take place that would just be strange so i'll w- read them at some point just not anytime soon and i'm excited to but not yet so, it was good. Okay, this last one. I'm not going to say that much about it because, again, it just came out. But it was very good. I had a very good time, as always. Um, I was, like, I thought I was going to, like, cry, but I did not because I'm a strong person <laughs> and I am emotionally stable. <laughs> but I did feel emotional at times. And it was just a good – I was like, man, this is good. The last chapter, <laughs> like, changed my life. I was like, wow, I will be thinking about everything that's happened in this chapter until I die. Um, Rick Riordan straight baited me. It was the greatest thing that's ever happened. I'm not gonna say what happened, but just know that he did. Oh, it was just so, it was just such a good book. Like, and the last, like the second last line in the book was like, so I do this thing, this fun quirky thing where I refer to people as my friends, even if they're like not real or they are a celebrity or like an inanimate object. I was going to say, I call inanimate objects my friends and animals. Or I do animals all the time. They are, animals are my friends though. So that part isn't an exaggeration. (laughs) There you go. But but the second to last line in this book was like Apollo talking to the audience and he was like, we are friends now. And I was like, okay, this has broken me for the rest of my life, (laughs) but it's fine. But it was so good. And I really feel like, I feel like Heroes of Olympus was probably my favorite series. And then Percy Jackson probably next and then Charles Apollo. But it's not like, like, it wasn't like I was like, this is significantly not as good. Like, it was good. Like, first of all, Apollo and Meg as a duo is like my favorite duo in the, in all of the books. I was going through it every day. They were great. And second of all, the main villain, I guess, could technically be considered the giant snake thing. But beneath that would be like Nero. And he is like this abusive dad who is a gaslighter and is like really well written and also in comparison to like Kronos who is like this giant titan or whatever and Gia who is another scary goddess person like sure that's scary I guess but those things don't exist people like Nero exist and that is like actually scary so I feel like he was the best villain that has existed so far yet and I also feel like (laughs) I also feel like this series is what I expected Heroes of Olympus to be like because Heroes of Olympus is like, here are some new characters. And then in the second book, it's like, oh, and also Percy is a main character too. Surprise. Which was fine. I love Percy. It was a good time. I, I had a great time. But I feel like I was expecting it to be like, here's some main characters. Percy's going to show up every now and then. But that's not how it was. But Charles of Apollo was like, here are these new characters. 
all the old characters are going to come back and they're going to have like big parts in each book but they have like cameos but it's not their story so i liked that it made more sense i'm not going to say i liked it better because i really do love heroes of olympus but it made more sense in conclusion i started the lightning thief in july i was like this will be fun i haven't read this book since i was like 11 12 i don't know this will be fun that disney show is coming out I'll have, this will be an audiobook that I'll listen to in the background as I do my silly little tasks. A casual time will be had. Not true. <laughs> 15 books later, it is not a casual time. I am obsessed. I think about these books when I'm not listening to them. And also, like, when I was listening to them, sometimes, like, you know, obviously I'm not a monster, so I have stuff to do when I listen to my audiobooks. I don't just sit and listen to audiobooks. And sometimes I wouldn't have anything I needed to do. So I was like but I would want to listen to my audiobooks. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just go clean my bathroom. Like my house is never going to be this clean again. Like I did, I did so much. I was so productive. And I just feel like this has been such a shitty year and audiobooks and podcasts as a whole have really helped me this year because like, I just don't want to be alone with my thoughts. And these books did that very much because they're just like, aside from that one character who died, most of the times things end up fine. It's a good time. I'm having a blast. They have brought me a lot of joy. And I am very happy about that. And I'm happy for you. Thank you. And the fun yes, I'm happy you enjoyed your Percy Jackson journey. <laughs> thank you. I had so much fun. Like, man, I feel like in a few years, I'm going to come back to them. And by then, I'll have forgotten everything that happened because I have the memory of a goldfish. So that'll be fun, too. Yeah. I'm like, that's how I am with Heroes of Olympus. I have the five Percy Jackson books burned into my brain because I read them so many times as a kid. Like I could like recite them scene for scene, but Heroes of Olympus, no fucking idea. Like when you were telling me yeah. stuff that was happened, I was like, that's news to me. Wow. Who well, would thought, even though I read these books. It's funny you say that because two of my friends are reading them right now mm -hmm. and they'll be like, this is the part I'm at. And I'll be, and I read these books as we know, like two months ago. And mm -hmm. I'll be like, I don't remember that. <laughs> cool, yeah. Uh, they're yes, big books. They're big books they are. with a lot of characters mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff happens. So it's fine. Yeah. It's fine that we don't remember. Mm -hmm. But man, what a time. What a time. And the characters. All of the characters are so good. Mm -hmm. Every time a character showed up, I was like, oh my God, it's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> because they're all, they're all my favorite characters. I would give my life mm -hmm. for them. And wow good times 10 out of 10 and my final remark my final remark is that I once again have to hand it to the trials of Apollo narrator I want him to give the eulogy at my funeral he is so fucking good like I literally like laughed out loud like twice during the span of these books and like <laughs> there was like I don't even know I'm not gonna repeat what it was because it was stupid but like today I was thinking about it and I was like <laughs> that was funny like he's just so good He's just so good. And these books are hard to narrate because there's so many characters and there's all these creatures and you've got to give the voices for the creatures. And I was like, no way he's going to be able to pull off like, I don't know, a talking scroll. But he did with flying colors every single time. And I just want to say shout out to him. Best audiobook narrator that I know. Oh, and okay, this is my last thing. This is my last thing. This is my last thing. The whole time, I, this is again about the narrator who we stand. Um, his name is Robbie Damon, I think. I literally like looked him up and I was like, let me see what else he narrates and maybe I'll read them. But this whole time I was like, he's really good. But the true test is going to be when Hazel comes back because the narrators in Heroes of Olympus gave her the fucking most annoying voice. I know she's from Louisiana. Just because she is from the South and born in Louisiana doesn't mean she was born in a trailer park. Like you can give her a normal voice. <laughs> Like, Percy's born in New York. I don't see y'all giving him a New York accent. They should have. What? They should have. They should have. They should. I want a version of the Percy Jackson audiobooks where he has a thick New York I accent. I do, too. <laughs> what were they thinking? But this guy didn't even give Hazel an accent. And I was like, thank you. Finally. Yeah, that was it. Um, 12 out of 10. This is a Rick Ryden Stan podcast. We support you. We support you. <laughs> All right, Trudy, it's your turn. All right, guys. Um, okay, so we'll start at the beginning. So since the last time we recorded, I read a trilogy called The Kings of Football. It was basically three books um, written by three different authors, like new adult books. Um, the Re Revenge Pact, The Romantic Pact, and The Relationship Pact. Um, the Revenge Pact was written by Ilsa Madden-Mills, The Romantic Pact by Megan Quinn, 
and the relationship back by um, Adriana Locke. Um, I would say the romantic pack was my favorite. That one was the friends, the lovers one. The relationship pack was a fake dating and the revenge pack was like a, uh, well, it was like a frat brother's ex situation. It was a weird one. That one was my least favorite, but it was a good time. I had fun. Then what did I read? Then I read The Bad Beginning by Lemony Snicket, which we haven't mentioned, oh, yeah. but we did do oh, our, yeah. we did do a book we called all read that. Sid. <laughs> yeah, we all read that one. Um, very short, very fun. And then in anticipation, I was like, okay, so I know what's happening on Christmas Day. We're not there yet, but I know what's happening on Christmas Day. So I need to start getting into a historical fiction mood. Jesus is so before born. I was, what? I said, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is born. Jesus is born on, was apparently born on Christmas. <laughs> um, so to get in a historical fiction mood, I read A Lady's Guide to Mischief and Mayhem by Amanda Collins. Um, this was basically the, um, there was a Catherine who was a widow who owned a journalism, like a newspaper, basically. And Andrew, who was a detective, and they basically teamed up together to solve some murders, but, like, they, it was very much enemies to lovers, because, like, they didn't really get along at the beginning, but then by the end, there was lovers. Um, I didn't really like the pacing of it, so I gave it only three stars, but it was a good time, and it got me in that mood, and it was a fun time, especially if you like the murder mystery stuff, so that was cool. So, now I'm in the historical fiction mood. And as I have been talking about for many episodes now, on Christmas Day, Bridgerton season one came out. Um, we will be discussing the TV show because all three of us will, well, two of us have finished and one of us is almost there. We'll have finished Bridgerton season one by next week. So next week, I'm, we're going to talk more about that. I am watching it. I will finish <laughs> it. I normally watch shows so slow, but I'm on episode five because Shruti is holding a gun to my head. So I will finish it. <laughs> I normally finish shows too, but this was only eight episodes, and I was like, mm-hmm. after work, I was dog sitting. I finished yeah. it three days. So it's like, very bingeable one. Like it's one yeah, that you kind of want to watch yeah. all of them right after another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk more about the TV show later. But in anticipation of for the TV show, I was like, okay, let me finally reread some of the books and read the entire series because there were some books I hadn't read yet. So I did that. So before the show came out, I actually read the first five, which was actually a good decision because there are things that happened in those first five books that actually impacted the first season of the TV show. And we'll talk more about that next week, but that was, so I was happy I read the first five. Um, and then after the TV show, I finished the last three and I read like the second epilogues. So to go through all of these eight books, what I've decided, um, I'll obviously give a short summary, kind of give you like the main tropes of them. So that way you don't need to read all of these books. Um, and there are some that I probably will never reread because they're just not my type of book. Um, so we will talk about that. But I also want to share my, so this is the thing. So um, the Bridgerton TV show did a good job with blind casting, uh, with colorblind ca- casting. So I'm going to mention what the love interest, what I imagine the love interest should look like because my, my petition is no white love interest for the rest of the series because why? Why bother? We don't need that. We have the Bridgertons are white. Everybody else can be not white. So that's my only other caveat. And I did read these in chronological order, but we're going to go through them in the order of how I enjoyed them. So we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up, okay? Ready? So at number eight, so my least favorite of the series, was the first book in the series, The Duke and I. Um, And this is Daphne Bridgerton, and we've already talked about the Bridgerton siblings are in alphabetical order, so D, so she's the fourth born, but she's the eldest daughter, Daphne Bridgerton, and Simon, who's the Duke. Um, So this is what the TV show was based off of, the first book. Um, I've already talked about this book a lot when I first read it. I hated it. Um, I actually hated it more reading it the second time. Um, It was again, like the first 30 to 40% is really, really good. And I think that essence is actually why I think most people enjoy the TV show, despite the fact, like, or at least I enjoy the TV show, even though I hated this book. Um, but there is, we've talked about, there is a rape scene in this book and it's really, really impacted my enjoyment of the rest of it. Like, I think that's the thing is like Simon and Daphne as characters and the, generally the rest of the plot, like if we take out that one scene, it's probably a decent book. And I probably like think, okay, I actually really like this. It's a good time. Um, you know, there's fake dating in this book. Um, there ends up being like a, there's like a compromised marriage situation. It is not, the show makes it as to be enemies to lover. It's not, it's really more friends to lovers. Um, but overall I really enjoyed it. Um, but because of that rape scene and how bad it was handled, I really did not enjoy the book and it kind of ruined my enjoyment for all of it. So I did give it only two stars. So it is my least favorite of the book. Um, it's I believe it's chapter 18. So anybody who's planning on reading it. So if you want to just like skip that chapter and pretend it doesn't happen, cool, you can do that. Um, well, I'll talk more about the show version of it next week, but 
that's so that's my least favorite the duke and i the first book my second least favorite and so number seven is the fifth book in the series to sir philip with love which is eloise bridgerton and philip's book um eloise why okay so the reason i didn't like this is i like i love eloise as a character um and i think it's important I think it's important to tell people who have only watched the TV show that Eloise in the TV show and Eloise in the book are actually slightly different. I liked oh. Eloise in the TV show actually better. And I think because of the reason is because the actress is so good. Um, she's very in the such the same like essence and spirit of it, but she's just like a little bit more and it's just a little bit better. Um, but the problem is, so b- before even thinking about the TV show, because I did read this before watching the TV show and I didn't like it because I just didn't like Philip. Um, basically this book was... Um, they write let their pen pals basically for a while. And then, um, so she runs away to go be with him, but he actually has kids cause he's a widower. Um, and so then she becomes like a nanny. So there's like an age different nanny, like single dad with kids situation going on in this book. Um, and there is a lot of the first chapter, the, the epilogue. Okay. So the prologues to all these books are super depressing guys. Um, I feel like I should warn you. Like the first one is all about the hero and how much he has a stutter and his dad hates him. The second one is about his about the dad dying. The third one is about um, a girl um, who is the girl, like her dad dying and how she's evil steps, basically Cinderella. The third one, the fourth one is about a girl who constantly is getting shit on all the time. The fifth one is about how a guy becomes a widower because his ex-wife tries to kill herself and commit suicide, postmortem depression. Um, the sixth one is about how a wo- how the woman becomes a widower, and but really, but then his cousin is also in love with her. The sixth one is about how he finds out he's actually a bastard and is not actually his father's son. And then this, or was that the seventh one? I don't know. I've lost count. And then the eighth one, the eighth one wasn't as sad. Actually, I think the eighth one doesn't even have a prologue. Okay. Anyway, the other seven, they're just super depressing. So just heads up. But the really funny is that other than one of the books, they're actually very lighthearted books and they're actually very witty and they're very fun. So just a warning though, this books are filled with love. Back to my point. Um, the first, it starts off with the, a character committing suicide. And I will talk a lot about this when we talk about the TV show because it's actually very, very relevant. But I think because of the TV show, I actually hate this book even a little bit more than I did before. And it's not like it's a bad book. I gave it 3.5 stars. It was good. Um, it just didn't fit the character and I didn't line up Philip. And at this point, this is the fifth book in the series. I was sick of daddy issues. Like I don't need more daddy issues. So that's where I'm at that. If you're into like age gap, nanny kind of romances, I think you would enjoy this. It's just not for me. Some people really love Philip. This is, might be their favorite book. That is the thing people, some people really love this book and it is their favorite Bridgerton book. So, Hmm. you know, so I think that's the thing with the series is there, there is a book for everyone. Um, everyone enjoys a different book, but not for me. Okay, so that was number seven. We're now number six. Number six was the third book for me, which is a gentleman, an offer to a gentleman, which is Benedict Bridgerton and Sophie's book. This is basically a Cinderella retelling. Um, it's basically Ever After, if you want to be more specific. Sophie is a, she's a bastard um, to an earl, um, but when the earl dies because he got remarried, um, the stepmother is evil and he has steps and the stepsisters and stuff like that. And she's like a servant who does like the job of three different people. They meet in a masquerade ball and they fall in love. It's like love and first sight. It's insta love situation. And so like, that's not my type. I, we've t- I've talked before. I'm not really into the love is first sight romances, but if you're into like fairy tale retellings and all of that, people do really enjoy this book because again, if you're into that stuff, this would be something for you. Um, I will point out there is some scenes where like Benedict is kind of an asshole because he's like, um, you should be my mistress. And she's like, no, I don't want to be a mistress because that's, you know, my whole thing is how I was a bastard and I don't want to do that to my kid. And he's like, no, you should be my mistress anyway. And it's a, it's a mess. So anyway, if that's your thing, um, I'm trying to keep my opinions about, I do think the show, it's really funny because these three books that I've all mentioned are books that I would really love to see changed in the show. And they did that with the first book. And I would really like to see the third and fifth one changed a bit on the TV show, particularly things with the love interests, but we'll talk about that next week. Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, so with Eloise's book, Philip, Philip has actually already been cast in the TV show, so I'm going to skip this one. Um, but I would rather have him been black, but that's okay. Um, with Sophie, <laughs> I would rather Sophie be a guy. I would love for him to become like a student uh, or something. That would be great. Know. But if that does not happen, I do want, I do think it would be interesting for her to be like brown of any sort. Um, like I don't care what kind of brown, just brown, not white. 
I'm really an open for this one because again, I don't really care about these as much. So like these ones are like, whatever, whatever happens, happens. All right, so that was our sixth. Now we're into five. My fifth, the fifth in my ranking is the seventh book, which is It's In His Kiss. Um, this is Hyacinth's book, who is the youngest sibling. Um, so if you're only watching from the TV show, she's like a baby, so you don't really see her. But Hyacinth's like the good type of brat, if that makes sense. She's like that really like witty character who gets on everybody's nerve, but like in an awesome way. And you're like, I want you to thrive because that's who you are. Um, this book is basically about how she's like, Hyacinth's like so much. She's really hard to handle, but like Gareth, who is the hero, like wants to handle her and like is up to that challenge and like he supports her. And I think, so that was really cute. I really did like the romance. I think I gave this one four stars. So it's a cute book. So even though it's like on the bottom half, I enjoyed it. Um, it was different though, because it actually had a plot. So all these books don't really have much of a plot other than the romance, which is fine because that's what they're meant to be. Um, this one had a little bit of like a mystery heist plot going on. So there's like diamonds involved that they're searching for. So like, again, some people really enjoy that for that part. Um, I do think that Universal, that Gareth is like one of the, it's not the, he's not the worst hero because there are some who are just worse, but he's maybe like more of the indifferent category. Um, what I think is really exciting and what I'm really interested to see is he is Lady Danbury's grandson. So in my mind, he is black because Lady Danbury in the show is black. So fun fact for you. So yeah, that was like a middle of the road, middle one. So it's a good time if you're into, I didn't, well, the thing with me is I didn't really like the, the whole, even though you guys know I'm a heist fan. I like mystery plots and searching for things. This one didn't really go anywhere in the end and also more daddy issues. So like, it's getting a little stale. All right, we're at the top half for now. We're at the fourth best book, which is the eighth book in the series, um, On the Way to the Wedding, which is Gregory's book. So he is the youngest brother. Um, and it's really funny to see these two books because Hyacinth and Gregory are the youngest siblings. And so they're like just kind of mentioned in the other books because they're so young. But then they're like grow up and they get their own books and they're very close to each other. This one's really fun because it's basically like a love rectangle situation because um, Gregory has been growing up with all his siblings and like love marriages and they're all like happy. So he's like a big romantic. So he's like, it'll be love at first sight and I'll just know. Um, except that he falls in love with the wrong girl and he's like not actually in love with her. And then he, in the meantime, he's like, like slowly falling in love with the right girl. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, this one, again, has a lot of weird plot. Like there's kidnapping, there's murder, there's like blackmail going on in this one, which was weird, but I had a decent time. I had a good time with it. Um, and I really liked the heroine Lucy in this book. Um, I will warn you, this is one of the ones where the epilogue was terrible. So a lot of these epilogues are like, they have a baby because that's just what they are. Um, Lucy has nine babies. So that one was a little bit too much for uh. me. So just as a warning, she has nine kids at the end. Um, yeah, but I did like it. Lucy is really awesome. She's like a, she's a great character. Gregory was fun, even though he was like an idiot. He was like that like lovesick idiot who are like, can you just get it together? And then finally he gets it together and you're like, okay, I'm rooting for you. So Is it even possible to have nine kids back then? There's no way. Well, the last one was twins. They were planning on eight, but then of course they had twins. Um, spoiler for the second epilogue, she does end up having, it's a long situation, but yeah, it's just, it's just weird. This, the series does have an obsession with kids, um, which I do not enjoy. So like blanket things about the series, there's a lot of obsession with kids and like how they all, they all end up having like many, many kids, um, except for one. We'll talk about that in a second. But, um, so that one was not my biggest favorite thing. Um, but again, it's one of those things where you don't have to take these books very seriously because there are just fun romance things and you're, you know there's sex scenes and stuff they're mostly tame I would say except for one which we'll talk about also um but most of the sex scenes are actually fairly tame um so yeah they're just fun romances there's just some that are just you also have to memorize that most of these came out 20 years ago so there are some like things you're like eh, not so happy with um especially obviously the Duke and I which we've talked about okay I actually looked up when they had come out because mm -hmm. um I was watching this show and I was like, the fact that their names go in alphabetical order really makes me think of Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses. <laughs> so I was like, I wonder if she got <laughs> this idea from that. And then I looked it up and no, the first book came out before Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses. Maybe. Barbie but maybe. and the 12 Dancing Princesses yeah. got it from Richardson. <laughs> maybe they did. Okay, so my third favorite in the series is the second book in the series, 
the Viscount, which I now know how to pronounce, the Viscount who loved me. Thanks, Bridgerton TV show. Um, this is about Anthony Bridgerton, who is the oldest sibling, and Kate Sheffield. Um, this one, I think, is a lot of people's favorite, actually. I thought it's third because I like the other two more, but it is a very popular book. It is very good. I gave it five stars. It's very much enemies. It's basically 10 things I hate about you. Like, it's literally 10 things I hate about you, except without the, like, other guy trying to get with the sister situation. But basically, Anthony has decided he wants to get married um, and decides, okay, this girl, Edwina, is, like, beautiful. She's, the, she's who I'm going to get married. But Edwina has always asked, you will, she will only get married if, if her sister approves. So Kate, her sister, is like, nope, you're not marrying Anthony because Anthony is a rake and terrible. Um, and then naturally, they bicker and fall in love, and it's a great time. That one I really, really enjoy. I highly recommend it, especially if you like enemies to lover situations and historical romances. Great time. Highly recommend. Um, I'm very curious how they, if, well, I'm very curious of how this is going to get adapted because it's one of those books that you want everything to be as, as, as close as possible, but you know that's not going to happen. So it's one of those where I'm a little iffy about it, but I really enjoyed it. I have a question. Yes. Do you have to read these books in order and do you have to read the others to understand the ones? So great question. I think most of them, other than one of them, you could read um, without reading any of the other ones. Okay. So there are some where obviously you're going to get more out of it because you've met the other siblings and you kind of mm -hmm. get them and they're met their love interests and stuff. But I do think you can read these books out of order. Well, I would not advise reading out of order just because, you know, there's like a chronology to it, but you don't have to read all of them if that makes sense. Gotcha. So, my advice, I'm going to tell you in a second, is to skip the first one. Um, if you're into fairy tale romances, you can read the third one, but otherwise skip it. Um, you should read the fifth one. I think the fifth one is, you can skip the fifth one if you wanted to. And then you can skip the last two if you wanted to. So, like, you could skip any of them. I just think you should really read the ones that I like. That's <laughs> where we're at with that one. Okay. Um, I do want to note with Kate, I really want her to be either very dark-skinned um, because there was an issue with the TV show about this. So I would ra I really love for Kate to be like very black, like passing the paper bag test. Or I want her to be East Asian. And I think that would be fun too. So side note on my casting choices with that. Okay, then we get to the top two. So with my top two, my, basically one of them I think is a better book as a standalone. And the other one makes more sense in the context of the series. Um, but I really enjoyed both of them. They're absolutely my favorites. Um, if you ask me at a different time, I might say the other one is my favorite, but I really, really love both of them. Um, so my second one I'm going to put is When He Was Wicked. Um, this is Francesca's book, who is the whatever F is in the alphabet. That's her book. She's like the loner of the siblings. So like, she's like not even around as much. Six. Six. Thanks. Grace. Mm -hmm. um, she's not really around as much. Um, and what happens is she gets married actually around the same time like that Benedict does. So like around the same time in an earlier book. Um, and then two years later, her husband dies. And so she becomes a widower. The fun part is her husband's cousin, who are basically like their brothers, they're like the three amigos, right? So they're like all best friends. They hang out together, except that he's actually in love with her, but you know, he never says it. And so there's a lot of pining. It's wonderful. It's friends to lovers. It's very dark in that way because it is, you know, this shared, this guy they both really cared about died. Um, but it's really, really awesome. I really, really loved it. It is, if you like friends to lovers, if you're into that trope, which is actually something I really do actually like, um, especially when the guy is pining, I think you would enjoy this book. Um, she does have a miscarriage at the beginning. So that is something to keep in mind. Um, and there are talks about infertility and stuff like that because she doesn't have like they talk about this later but like she tries and they don't have a kid um but it is also the dirtiest of all of the books um but like in the best way because this is the only book where the guy goes down on the girl so just putting that out there um which needs to happen more often which I was really disappointed <laughs> with but this is a very good so this is really good second favorite it is dirtier um but I love it. And I really loved Michael, who is the hero. And Michael, so one of the plot points in the very beginning, and this is going to be relevant in a second, um, is he goes to India, which of course at the time was like a, was obviously a colony of um, England. So he goes to India for like four months and he comes back and there's like making a big deal about how tan he is. So honestly, Michael needs to be played by like Dev Patel. Like he needs to be brown. He needs to be Daisy. Like make that happen, please. Um, and then obviously naturally John should be also because they're cousins, but like make him Indian, please. Or South Asian, at least. Just putting it out there into the universe. All right, finally, 
my number one favorite. And again, I think as a standalone, this one is really hard to read because it is so influenced by what's going on before it. It's the fourth book in the series and it is Colin and Penelope's book. Um, Penelope and Colin, I think, are the characters that show up the most. I do think they're also the author's favorite characters, because you can tell, because, like, Colin shows up all the time just meddling in things. And um, Penelope has a very important role. Um, for those of you who have not seen the series, I don't want to spoil you on her role. But she has a very important role. So um, the fourth book is my favorite. Um, this one is an unrequited love situation where so she's been in love with him for years and then when he comes back he's like wait a minute you're actually awesome and they fall in love and it's a wonderful time they're um, both writers and stuff and I was telling Grace and Sarah this this is what they would be perfect for a beach read um, situation like they're basically beach read um, so that was a fun time so I really really love them um, I do think on the tv show I have to point out the tv show did a really great job with them as well like I'm excited well I have some issues, but I'm very happy with their casting and I really, really enjoy this book. They are my favorite couple of the series um, other than Fran Francesca and Michael because I really love them. Um, but yeah, so that's, I would say if you were going to read any books in the series, I would say the second one. I think the second one is one of those that are most universally loved because it is Enemies to Lovers. It's like a very good book. Um, I also really, I think Six is also a great book if you're okay, if you're into that stuff. And then obviously Four, I think is also universally loved as like a really good book. Those are all my Bridgerton thoughts. So two, four, and six. Two, four, and six are my top three. But really, you should just read all of them other than one. And then maybe skip three if you're not into fairy tale stuff. I'm not. I kind of want to read the Viscount one. You should, I think you should both read two and then make a decision about how many more you want to read. Which hmm. one is the murder one? The, or the heist or whatever? That's the seventh one. It's in his kiss. Start with the second one because I think you both would enjoy that one. And then make a decision from there. Because what might happen, honestly, is you're like... I know I'm not going to enjoy it, but I kind of want to read the second, third one anyway, because there are still scenes with the other family members. And at the end of the day, the best part of the series is the siblings um, and their relationships and like all the family stuff. Um, and like, they're very witty and there's so many fun scenes with them just like hanging out together and being like dicks to each other. So like, that's, that's what you live for. Um, so yeah, that's, that is my situation. There is one last book called The Happily Ever After, which is basically a second epilogues for all of them. Some of them are great. Some of them are misses. Um, but they're a good time. I recommend them, some of them. Some of them are like whatever. Um, but yeah, those are good too. Maybe I'll take a gander. But yeah, maybe not. I, I consider. I'm so, converting you guys to historical romance. There we go. Hey, um, as the local Jane Austen stand, <laughs> if true. anyone is well versed in historical romance, it is I. Yes. Both of you should read the Viscount Who Loved Me. I think you'll like it. And then we can and then I and then I can recommend you and steer you from there. Which one we'll is that? Second, second, second one. Second one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. 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 Before we move into our 2021 reading goals, here's a word from our sponsors. And we're back. And we're going to talk about our 2021 reading goals now. So to start, we are going to, I guess, just go in a circle and share what we want to accomplish reading-wise this year. So um, I guess we can start off with our Goodreads goals for the year, like our reading challenge goals, how many books we want to read in 2021. Um, I guess I'll start. I actually toyed with the idea of not setting a reading goal this year because it's always like, yeah, this year is kind of down to the wire. And I feel like I just, it's just not as enjoyable for me anymore. Trying to like squeeze in as many books as I can at the end of the year um, this year, it did get me to read some shorter books that have been on my shelf for a while, so it ended up working out. Um, but I don't. But next year, I there are other things in my life that I want to focus on next year, and I don't want to like feel pressured because even though I know it's literally meaningless, it means nothing. I will still force myself <laughs> to finish it and ignore everything else. So I'm only setting my goal for 40 books next year instead of 50, which I still think is a decent number because I did want to set one because I didn't want to. I didn't want to slack off on reading. I didn't want to, you know, get to the end of the year and be like, man, I only read like whatever number of books this year. I wanted to read more. So I think 40 is a good number. I'll be happy if I read 40 books this year. Um, and also, you know, who knows what's going to happen next year, really. So I went a little That's bit lower. True. Yeah. <laughs> so I went a little bit lower for me personally. Um, hopefully I do read more than 40, but also I literally, not even just like with the state of the world, but I have no idea what my life is going to look like next year. I'm, I have, you know, 
some changes that I might make and I might not make. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm shooting lower than normal for now, but that's okay. Maybe I can always raise it if I need to. I can always lower it if I need to, too. So 40 is where I'm at right now. Um, who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. I'm doing a hundred books. Um, and last year when I said a hundred books, I was like, because I don't know if I have time to read. Um, this year when I'm setting a hundred books, it's because I think I want to write more. So I think it by forcing myself to read, because a lot of my free time became reading last year, which is not bad, obviously. But then I was watching a lot less like movies and TV shows, which again, not a bad thing, but I was also not writing as much. So this year I kind of want to like spread my free time out more. Um, I also don't think I'm going to be having as much free time. Um, because mm-hmm. again, who knows what the state of the world, but I have a feeling it's not going to be, I'm hoping it's not the same as last year. Um, so I'm going to lower it to a hundred books because I do want to write more, especially. Shruti shooting low at a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Grace, how many books do you want to read in 2021? Okay. So similar to you guys. Um, I'm also gonna, so this year, my original goal was 45. And then I exceeded that very much because A, pandemic, and B, I read a ass load of audiobooks. So, but in this coming year, I'm starting grad school in like two, two weeks. Yay. And yay. But <laughs> when I was in college, I didn't read jack shit. Um, I looked at my Goodreads challenges of the years I was in college and I was like, okay, so these were all for class. I read like 10 books for fun and the rest were for class. And the ones for class were like short stories, but I put them down because I needed to beat my (laughs) challenge. So I was like, okay, realistically, I'm not going to have as much time to read this year. And also, like Shruti said, um, I want to not, I'm I'm going to take a break on audiobooks because like, first of all, like Shruti said, TV, I don't know her. Like I haven't watched (laughs) anything on TV that isn't rewatching New Girl, which I do consistently anyway. Speaking of own. TV, by the way, just got to point this out, Grace, you need to watch Prodigal Son. I'm pointing that out there. Everyone needs to watch Prodigal Son if you are into serial killers and like I murder and mysteries. I, I, I agree. It's a definitely a great show. So anyway, throwing that out there. Anyway, okay, you maybe I'll put that on my list. But yeah, and also like there are so many podcasts that I want to get to and I just don't because all I do is listen to audiobooks, which I mean is probably much better for my brain and development than watching TV. But you know, I feel like people will be like oh tv and I'm like I don't really watch tv and I'm like oh my god I sound like the most boring person alive so anyway so yeah so my (laughs) to make a long story short my reading goal is also going to be 40 because that seems achievable and if I go over I'll be proud of myself and if I go under I'll read like I don't know graphic novels that was my thought too yep yeah I think 40 is a pretty realistic number for me so I'm happy I'm going with that one Because 2020, I was like, oh, I could hit 50, no problem. But then a lot of things happened. (laughs) I was going to do 45, but then I was like, well, that's not an even number. And then I mm -hmm. might as well go for 50, but I don't think I can. Right. So we're just going to. And you can always raise it if you get, like this year, you know. Yeah. You went over. So other reading goals we have for the year. My first other goal is kind of like two in one. Um, these are two genres that I don't normally reach for that I want to read. Although this year I did try, I did read, I did try out both of them. I went to read um, three nonfiction books next year and at least one graphic novel. I'm only saying one graphic novel for now because I don't really, I haven't, ex- I just read my first graphic novel, Persepolis, like a month ago, and I haven't really explored like what other ones are out there, even though I really enjoyed Persepolis. So really, I only have one on my mind right now that I definitely want to read, but I'm sure I'll discover others next year too that I want to get to as well. So if you guys have any recommendations for like non-sci-fi type ones, um, I Grace, have a recommendation. I, say, I might read that one. I don't know. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see where the year takes me. <laughs> now that's in book form. Honestly, I could see myself reading it because it was in like webcomic form. Yeah. I don't really read on my phone that much. So it was a struggle for me. Uh, but I could see myself reading it in book form. So maybe, maybe that's an option. So, uh, and then, like I said, I want to read three nonfiction books as well. Cause last year my goal was to read one nonfiction book. And I think I read three or four, maybe it was, five. I don't, I don't know. It was a decent, it was more, I said it, in my, I said it in the last episode. So, um, but 
I think I want to read, I want to continue my nonfiction streak and read more nonfiction books. And with a caveat, I want to read like informational ones. ones Why more, did like, you both use the word caveat this episode? <laughs> Are we like fancy now? I've never heard did you say caveat, that word Trudy? in my life. Trudy said caveat yeah. earlier. What maybe, is it? <laughs> maybe it like I heard it and like subconsciously got in my brain. I don't know. <laughs> well, my caveat is that I want them to be informational because the ones I read this year were a lot of like memoirs which I love and I still want to read more of this year but I want to read like informational nonfiction, if that makes sense like I have a book on UX design that I want to read so yeah just things like that um so those that's kind of my first goal it's like two in one almost um Shruti what is your what what's one of your other goals um so similarly I kind of want to diversify, if we will, since we're using fancy words, apparently. Diversify. That's not that fancy. I've, I know what that word means. <laughs> you know what caveat means, too. Anyway. <laughs> um, we're gonna read, I want to read three non-romance books. Um, mm. So I don't remember what my goal was, my number was last year. But I'm saying three non-romance, and we're going to keep it a little vague there. But so that could be something mystery or like contemporary fiction or non-fiction or whatever. But three non-romance books is what I'm thinking. I like it. Um, my second, I have a second and third goal, which are also going hand in hand. Caveat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm using that word right. Um, okay. So as I was reading all these Rick Riordan books, I was like, wow, I'm really invested in these. And I was like, because they're good. But then I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, it's because there's 15 of them. So at some point I was bound to get invested or else I would have stopped. So like, you know, normally I just read a book and I'm like, that was good. And then I move about my life. But with these, I was like, I wonder what will happen next. So my goal is to read series because normally I just read standalones. I think this year, the only series I read, obviously outside of Rick Riordan, was the Cruel Prince books, which I also enjoyed. And I was also like, I wonder what will happen next. So my goal right now is to read two series in 2021, I could probably do more. Well, I know there's one series that you Well, have to hang read. on, Trudy. I'm getting there to my second part of my goal. <laughs> my second part of my goal is the two series specifically that I would like to read are the Grisha Trilogy books slash Six of Crows or whatever, however many are in there. The Grishaverse, that's what they're called, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Those, which I think I can do. I think I can do because the show comes out in April. And I'm going to have to, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and have read them by then. So I have like a deadline, whereas before it was just like, yeah, I'll get to them someday. But now someday is April. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe I really, I really feel like I could. I really feel like I can do it this year. I really feel like I can. And then my- Don't, don't <laughs> get too comfortable, Shruti, because you still have to read Six of Crows it's before true. the TV show. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. Maybe we can, oh, never mind. I was going to say, maybe we can plan it and I'll be- <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Shruti, how are you enjoying the book? And she'll be like, oh, I finished it two days ago. <laughs> and that would not be fun. I was going to say we could sync up, but no, we can't. Okay. Not so, possible. Yeah, not possible. Shruti reads in her sleep. So that is one of the series I want to read. <laughs> and the second one, which is less achievable, is once again, I need to read Lord of the Rings. I've been saying I would. <laughs> For my entire life, I came out of the womb saying that I would read Lord of the Rings, and I still haven't. Will this be the year? I don't know, but it is my goal to read it this year. So that is my second and third goal of 2021. Can I give you another suggestion for a series to read? Are you going to say Stalking Jack the Ripper? No, but I should say Stalking Jack the Ripper. But you should read that one. I have the first one. I should read it. Yeah. So that's another You should absolutely read read Stalking Jack the Ripper. I was going to say Lunar Chronicles. That was my second. That was my second guess. That's a good one. You have four whole series you can read. I think you would like Lunar Chronicles. I think you would get, it has like a wide cast of characters like Percy Jackson. Mm -hmm. I think you would. characters. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I I really think you would like Lunar Chronicles. I might steal that goal, actually. I might amend one of my other goals. We'll come back to that. I need to think about that for a second um, because that's a good goal. Um, my next goal is to have, I guess, read – I just wrote down read 50% of the books that I already own, which is doable. I need to do it. I have so many books I have read. Like, it's not an insane amount because I have made, like, a conscious effort to read more of the ones I already own. 
in the last year, and I want to make even more of an effort this year. <laughs> so I want to read at least half of the books on my shelf that I haven't read yet. And because I just, I need to cut down on this number. They're stressing me out. I just need to do it. And because a lot of times, you know, I reach for new releases and stuff, which is fun. And I'm still going to do that sometimes, but I need to get to my backlist. And one of the things that made me realize that was trying to crunch and finish short books for um, my end of the year. And because uh, I came across so many on my shelf, I was like, oh, I could read this in like a day. And I did read a couple of them in like a day. So it's possible. I need to just do it. I need to just plow through some of them. And if I don't like them, I give, I get rid of them. So they don't take up shelf space anymore, or they go from my bottom shelf to on display up top. So that's one of my goals this year. <laughs> um, another one of my goals is to read two classic books this year. Um, so last year, I don't remember what my number was, but I don't think I met that one. So this one, I'm going to do two. And I think, I think one of those books should probably be Emma. So, I think so too. Maybe that happens this year. Maybe Trudy, I read should, Emma this year. We should. This will make me feel less bad because it's not the same book. We should. I should read Lord of the Rings, and you should read Emma at the same time. Yeah, but you have three books to read, and I have one. But okay, sure. I should. Read <laughs> to the be Hobbit. the opposite, Trudy should read three books. <laughs> one That's one. true. That's true. Oh well. Oh well. My last goal is Sarah's goal, which is I have a lot of books that I own too that I haven't read. Um, some of them I did read this year, but I don't think I've read, I read like one book that I'd had for a while, maybe two, I don't even know. But the other books that I read that I own this year were like ones I had just bought, which probably doesn't count. I need to read the books that I've owned for a while because why did I spend money on them if I wasn't going to fucking read them? So my goal is to read like, uh, like five. That's a really low number. 10. I know. I think no, no, somewhere that's... between five and 10, somewhere between five and 10 of the books that I own. There you go. That's doable. Read this year. I don't know how many I own. So I just said 50% because I need to do like an inventory. <laughs> I think I, I wanna... own like 20, maybe more. Yeah. Five, 10 is a good, good percentage for that then. I think, like, I'm hoping, who knows what's going to happen this year, but I want to start going to bookstores again. I miss going mm -hmm. to bookstores, and I know I'm going to want to buy more books when I start going to bookstores again, so I need to clean out my shit mm -hmm. and read the ones I already have, so that's why I chose that goal. Um, so the last goal I had listed was to, my goal last year was to read one classic novel, and I did that. I read Dorian Gray, and it was great, so my goal this year is to read one more classic novel. I was like, I could go higher. I could do two this year. I was like, no, that's not <laughs> happening. I'm not going to read two classics this year. I mean, maybe I will. Who knows? My goal is one more this year. And I'm going to make this a combo goal and also add on one of Grace's goals. And that is I want to read at least one series this year because I haven't read a series in so long. Last year, slash 29, or 2020 and 2019, I started the Diviner series and Legend uh, Caraval, Caraval series still haven't finished either of those so I need to fucking finish those ones because I'm stupid also the last stalking Jack the River book I need to read that yeah so you I do. guess yeah I do this is like a three-part goal read a new series and also finish <laughs> the series that I started and I haven't finished yet because I really enjoy stalking Jack the River is one of my favorite series still haven't read the last one and I really enjoyed Carval and the Diviners and I just I need to finish them and my problem is that I was reading them during the time when I had a long commute and I was going to work and then COVID happened and I no longer had a long commute to listen to the audiobooks, So I just kind of dropped them. So I need to like check out the last books from the library and just, just do it. I have Capturing the Devil though. The, that's the last Stalking Jack the Ripper book. So I am going, that's going to be part of the 50% that I own. It's going to be like, I, I just, I need to read it. Um, and kind of like what Grace was saying, I'm, I miss the feeling of like reading a series and like being super invested into yeah. it. And, like, yeah. Because when you were talking about Percy Jackson, I was like, I missed that. Like I haven't had that in a while, which yeah. this year I used to read only series. So then I was like, I need to read less series, but now I've swung the pendulum the opposite way. And I don't think I read any series this year, really any new series. Yeah. So I need to fix that. And I want to read at least one new series this year. Well, it didn't even occur to me that I was missing it until, like, literally mm -hmm. this week. I was like, oh, my God, the reason I'm invested is because of, there's more. Like, I have yeah. more to go. Yeah. You can't get invested mm -hmm. in one book. 
I mean, you can, but then it's right. over and you move on with your life. Mm-hmm. You can move on with your life. It's a series. There's more to come. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And I would get that feeling every once in a while, like over the last year or two, because that's when I really like read less series. And that's why I started Diviners and Caraval. And then I just dropped them. So I need to get back on that. I do think romances work well with this because a lot of romances mm-hmm. are series because they're like the secondary yeah. cancers now have right. their own story. So mm-hmm. I think that, and I think that is also one of the reasons why I get invested in like, this is why I think I also read a lot of like the same type of stuff because I'm getting so in, because I get so invested. So like, I want to keep reading these people, but they happen to be by the same yeah. authors who may have certain tastes and styles. Um, so that was actually one of the reasons why I avoided the Bridgerton series for so long because one, it was so long. And two, I knew that once I read it, I would be super invested in them. And I am because I, you know, it's eight books. Like, that's a lot. So even though it took me only a week to read them, it's eight books. Yeah. It's a lot. And the other thing is, when I was in high school and early college, I was reading a lot of series. And I would read, like, each book as the series came out. Like, I would read the first book right when it came out. And then I would wait a year and read the second one. And, like, I would have, I had, like, a good read shelf of, like, books I was so excited for and they were all like next books and series I was loving um and then I slowly started losing the brain cells for that because I could not remember what happened yeah. in the previous book I don't know how I had so many brain cells in high school that I could remember and managed to wait a year so I don't necessarily know if I want to start any series that are like in progress or that have like more mm-hmm. than one book still coming out because there's there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna have the brain cells in a year to remember what happened in the last book. But I I miss that feeling. I'm gonna be chasing that feeling. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend. So I think yeah, I've been reading. I was in a series every now and then, like I might have the mood and like the right timing. Um, and I I find that I cannot do series anymore. I, I'm the same. I can't do a series anymore if it's just one book. I have to read the. That's why I mm-hmm. wait until the entire series is out before I start reading it. Um. But then you get super, the only bad part about that is then you get super invested and you're like, oh my God, this is so great. And then you're, it's over after like two days and you're like, great, now what? <laughs> so that's, the, that's kind of where I'm at right now with Bridgerton, but that's fine. I'll move on. But like, that's, <laughs> that's the only problem. Yeah. Um, so my final goal for the year is kind of on that note about how a lot of romances tend to be very similar is I read a lot of male, female romances. Um, and I've noticed there's like two reasons for that. So I have been doing, I think I've been doing a good job, especially last year of reading more non-white characters and from, and books by non-white authors. Um, but I think I need to stop reading so many street romances. Um, and I think it's mainly because like the street romances are very tropey and they're like exactly what I want. Cause they're very happy and light. And like, that's the style that I want versus a lot of the non-straight stuff except recently has, hasn't quite isn't quite exactly what I want, or it tends to be young adult. And I just, you know, you guys know I struggle with young adult. So like having that like rom- like new adult or adult romances that are not male-female. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I already know there's like four I have that are I'm interested in reading, so I have them. But my goal is to read five non-male-female romances this year. So that is my goal. It's a good goal. Good. Mm-hmm. I think that's all of them, right? All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode of 2021. We have lots more fun content coming up for the rest of the year, hopefully, as long as the world doesn't explode. Um, So stay tuned for that. In two weeks, not next week, but the week after, we are going to be doing an episode about Tweet Cute and You Have a Match, both by Emma Lord. So if you want to join in, start reading Tweet Cute now, and that way you can start reading You Have a Match right when it comes out on January 12th and join in in our discussion episode where we talk about both of those wonderful books. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, and also we mentioned it earlier in the episode, but just in case you missed it, we did a live show with Sid um, a few weeks ago over on their YouTube channel. And so if you go to their YouTube channel, you can watch us talk about The Bad Beginning by Lemony Snicket. Their YouTube channel is Sydney Reads, which is C-I-D-N-Y-A Reads. And I think we retweeted it too recently. So you can also look at our Twitter and find it as well. And then as we kind of tease throughout the episode, next week we are going to be talking about season one of Bridgerton on Netflix. Um, at that point, we'll have all read it. Um, Grace and Sarah will give you the perspective of people who have not read the books and what they thought of it. And then I'll give you, at the end, I'll give you all of the thoughts on the person who read the books and what I think. So that, so stay tuned for that next week. And if you would like to know what we're talking about, we are going to be talking about spoilers. So 
watch the episodes before then. Eight episodes on Netflix, so you can join into the discussion. Yes, and as you're watching, you can send us your thoughts on our social media accounts, and we might talk about them in the episode. Our Instagram is at bookhostpod. And our Twitter is at the bookhost. You should leave a rating and write a review that uh, reviews help other people find our podcast, and that will help you share the podcast with all of your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.